You're listening to the Marketing to Millions podcast, the only show to give you real raw behind the scenes tools and marketing strategies to create a thriving online coaching business. I'm your host, Liz Bohr, the girl who traded in her corporate climbing career to help ambitious thought leaders create a bigger impact using effective and intentional digital marketing strategies. Thanks for listening in. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's dive into today's show. Hey, Liz here. I am back with another mini pep talk episode, if you will. And this one is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to peel back the curtain and show you a little bit about how I do a year-end self-review and how I'm planning for next year, which is 2022. I honestly can't even believe that we are at the end of 2021. The beginning of this year, I started this podcast and now we're at the very end recording the very last episode of 2021, this entire season, and we're moving into 2022. So this time of year is always a great opportunity to reflect, celebrate accomplishments, and plan for new achievements. So first and foremost, I'm so thankful for you listening to this podcast and cheering me on, supporting me, and hopefully you have gotten some good tangible lessons and your own achievements along the way as well, which I'm sure you have. So as we look at the past year, I always like to be start with, you know, what I am thankful for and what I'm grateful for, because there is so much to be thankful and grateful for. And, and definitely this podcast is one of them. And you tuning in each week is one of them as well. And I'm sure you are just like me and you have so much that you can be grateful for and proud of. So don't forget to give yourself some credit for that. I tend to need to remind myself of this. It's it's hard for me to look back and, you know, think about how far I have come in this just second year in business. But that's why I'm committed to every year trying to take the time to review the previous year, which is going to be 2021, and plan for the next one, 2022. Honestly, without goals, it's really hard to reach our full potential. Taking the time to think about what you want to achieve and how you are going to do that allows you to plan your path to success. It gives you direction and an outcome to focus your efforts towards. And of course, not everything is going to go as planned, but without trying, it's really hard to even get close. And I know you're going to get very, very close to your goals, but this is how I do my year end and self-review and goal setting for the next year. I, I do them together because I like to look back at where I have been and then look forward to where I want to go. So the first thing that I do as I am starting my year-end review is do a brain dump of how the year went. Literally just like taking everything about the entire year, all the feelings, all of the emotions, all of the good, the bad, and just dumping it into my journal. So how do I start? I start by getting everything down 
either onto paper or I use my Google Calendar, which is a great place for me because I try really hard to put all of my events, client projects, promotions, you know, it even has like when my customers were opening and closing their cart dates, launching their offers, running their promotions. So it really helps me have a full kind of bird's eye view of everything that happened in the previous year. My calendar is also full of both personal and professional things that I have done throughout the year. So I can have a clear picture of also how well I balanced work life and if I did it successfully or not. For me, I really value travel and spending time away from behind my laptop to enjoy friends and family. So my personal and professional are intertwined. If you are the same, then you probably want to look at both your personal and professional side of how 2021 went for you. If you go through this exercise, you can think about even things like how hiring an employee or outsourcing a project, hiring a mentor or a coach, hiring an agency, all of those tasks, how those went and how they helped to unburden you of tasks that you might have previously done yourself. By hiring a team or a single individual, did you have more time and capacity to focus maybe on fitness goals that you had, or maybe just taking some extra days off, maybe working only three or four days in the week, maybe not working on Saturdays? How did those you know individuals help to impact your work-life balance in a positive or maybe a negative way? I know for me, I don't want to sacrifice business development or self-care or personal goals that I have. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of balancing work and life this year. Definitely better than 2020. And, you know, 2020 was unique, but I don't want to use COVID as an excuse. I'm still evaluating how I was able to balance work and life against how I did it in 2020 and, you know, how I just felt overall. I was able to travel internationally. My husband and I committed to a mini trip, just us, every single month to have some time away for both of us to reconnect, have some fun. And I took more days off this year than I did last year. For me, I work primarily from home, from my laptop. Really, all I need is Wi-Fi, a good Wi-Fi signal, laptop, couple screens, video camera, the microphone. You know, it's pretty simple setup. So for me, I can still operate my business like I did in 2020. I didn't have to go and meet clients in person, so I wasn't impacted in some ways that other people might have been. But I did want to focus on taking more days off and traveling now that, you know, we were able to travel again. And we did a, me and my husband did a really great job of that. And a a bonus was I had my highest revenue year to date. So that's a pat on the back for me, one in the positive column, 
because this means that the systems I worked hard to put into place for my business to run without me having to do everything are working. Sure, I know that there are still gaps in my systems and I'm working hard to increase the flow of new customers that I book each month, but overall, I'm happy with how I was able to serve my customers and take time away doing things that I enjoy this year. As you evaluate your year, make sure you don't miss anything. Go through your calendar, email, and any meeting notes you might have. All of these accomplishments and experiences count. So the next thing I do as I'm reviewing my year is that I evaluate key events. At this point, I've already written down all of the events, milestones, and accomplishments of 2021, and I can go through them one by one. I'll give each event a rating in terms of how well it went and the positive impact it had on me. Now, for this to be truly effective, I have to be really honest with myself, and I try not to be too harsh. For me, it helps to think of myself as I'm writing how everything went as a contractor or a peer or someone that is outside of my own body, (laughs) really. I want to include some pros and some cons so that I have a really well-balanced evaluation tool to look at all of these events, milestones, and accomplishments collectively, and I can really understand what went well and what didn't. For you, think about what went well and celebrate it. Consider what you learned and feel grateful for that new knowledge. What could you improve upon? Make sure you know how to bring that knowledge into 2022 so each year you are growing from your increasing experience. This means even rating things that didn't go well. I found this really hard at first. I didn't want to think about what hadn't gone to plan. I wanted to forget it ever happened. The truth is, when things go wrong, like you didn't reach your income goal, you didn't sign as many clients as you had hoped, maybe your retention rate of customers dropped, or you weren't able to reduce your working hours as much as you planned. Let's not ignore that, my friend. What really helped me to review events that didn't go well without feeling bad about myself is to remember that there are no failures. These are just lessons. Just like I say to my ad clients, it's just data that helps us to steer our marketing efforts or steer our goal settings or steer our strategies and plans. It's an opportunity to learn. And that means you'll do even better next time. Experience is so precious. So get everything you can out of it. Now, once I've evaluated my goals for the current year, I like to look back on the previous year. It's interesting to see the difference. Some of the goals might not be relevant anymore, which is fine. But, you know, things change. You might not have achieved all of your goals. That's completely normal because it means you've pushed yourself. If at the end of the year, you have achieved every single one of your goals, you've blown them out of the park, well, that means, one, you're amazing, but two, well, you might have set your targets too low. 
and you might not have evaluated them throughout the year to push past them. If you're setting them too low, I try to evaluate my goals and plans throughout the year a few times. And what this does is that it helps me to evaluate the targets that I have set and forecast whether I'm going to hit them, whether I'm going to achieve them early, or if I need to adjust them in any way. Take a look at how you have grown from 2020 to 2021 and praise praise yourself for it. I guarantee there are at least five to 10 things that you have grown from throughout the year. You are probably at a place now where you would have dreamed of being last year. Also consider if there's anything that you worked on in 2020 or maybe 2021 that you'd like to continue working on in 2022. Some goals, honestly, just take more time. Not everything can be achieved in a single year. Now, I've saved my best for last. The third thing that I do in evaluating my year and setting goals for the future is, you might have guessed it, set a big, audacious goal. At this point, I get planning for the coming year, and I try really hard not to be afraid to go big. It's better to push ourselves and only get halfway to achieving that goal than set goals you know you can achieve without even trying. A business coach I worked with this year explained it like this. She said, set a goal that you have no idea how you're going to achieve it. That's when you know it's big enough. I love that. You'd be surprised at what you are capable of. Go ahead. Be audacious. In an ideal world, what would you like to achieve in 2022? This is your time to dream big, not think about the logistics, and really just dream. Sit quietly and let your mind wander. What would you need to be able to do to achieve that goal? If any limiting beliefs pop up, and they do for me, I find it helpful to write them down and challenge them. I consider if that thought is helping me to be proactive and productive, or if it's just my brain trying to protect me from the unknown of the changes I'm planning for. Most of the time, it's the latter. When I'm doing this, fear always creeps in. I haven't mastered how to immediately squash my fears yet, but I'm working on it. Writing down facts or truths really does help me. I like going through the exercise with my journal because I can write everything down that I am feeling, all of those negative thoughts or patterns that are creeping in, and I can write what I know to be true about what I have done so far. Normally, it will only take a little more pushing outside of my comfort zone to get to the next level. By writing them down, I visually see how it's possible. When I see things written down on paper, I can identify what is true and what is fear-based. So it helps me to break down the steps of what I want to achieve into bite-sized sprints. And this really helps to squash those fears kick out the limiting beliefs, and help me to take charge and action in moving forward towards my goal. 
Your goals are going to be different than mine. Maybe they're similar, but they're unique to you. They might be income-based, like selling out a program. It could be to add something to your business, like launching a membership. You might want to adapt your business to your ideal lifestyle, like eliminating one-on-one work. What's important to you could be how you make life easier for you, like having a certain number of days off. Include more personal and non-business items as well, like reading a certain number of books. In Rachel Rogers' book, one of the books that I read this year, We Should All Be Millionaires, she challenges us goal setters to think about ways we can optimize our daily tasks like laundry, grocery shopping, cooking dinner, house cleaning, lawn care, and child care for those who have littles. My husband and I started allocating certain days for each of us to make dinner after reading the book. This freed up a lot of time and space for me on the days that I was not on dinner duty. If I needed to work a little bit longer that day, I could, or if I wanted to relax on the couch without feeling guilty about not helping, I could because I know I knew that I had a day coming up that I was going to be responsible for dinner. Think about tasks in your own life that might be holding you back because you're trying to do it all. You aren't meant to, sis. Next year, I plan to outsource even more help around my house. Okay, moving on. Now that you have your year-long goals sorted out, you need to start breaking it down into quarters and months. Plan the first quarter of 2022 so you know what you are working on and when. It's important to put the dates on the calendar so that you have something you are working towards and you're able to hold yourself accountable. Write it down in your calendar Put it in your journal wherever you need to to make sure that you can hold yourself accountable to sticking to making that program, launching your course, having that email system set up, streamlining your workflows, whatever it might be, by a specific date. It's much easier to plan for what's coming in the next couple months compared to half a year away. So stick to three months at a time, and then plan for the next three months after that. That's at least what works for me. Remember, just because you are a business owner and you're setting goals doesn't mean you should only focus on money. Having income goals is amazing, but we find fulfillment in achieving so many other things. Find out what drives you and makes you happy. Then focus on that. Because those are the goals you are going to follow through on. Create the life you've been dreaming of living. It's all down to you now. So that's how I approach reviewing the current year and getting ready for the next one. Essentially, I'm reverse engineering how to make my plan for 2022 a reality. Taking the time to celebrate what I've done and figure out what I want to do next really gives me direction. It doesn't mean my goals will be easy to achieve, but I'm giving myself a good chance of getting awesome results. What I've learned during my second year in business 
is that the best thing about your success is that it's down to you and your belief in making it happen. But also, the worst thing about your success is that it's down to you. The goals you have set are in your hands now. The ball is in your court. You don't have to set goals based on what you think you should be doing. Don't feel the need to set outside pressures on yourself. Trust your intuition. Plan for breaks. And implement seasons of coasting and seasons of paddling hard. Not everything will go to plan, but I know you can handle it. Planning ahead of time ensures you are moving in the right direction. It gives you a sense of purpose in everything that you're doing. And you can be much more intentional with the way that you're doing it. Like I said, you will come up against obstacles, but the more you are prepared, the easier these will be to overcome. During this review, you might have experienced some limiting beliefs. Identify them and work on them. Mindset is essential to you achieving your goals. It sounds simple, but having a positive mindset is so powerful. Some people say it's the difference between those who are successful and those who aren't. So I say bring on 2022. That's a wrap of this 2021 season for the Marketing to Millions podcast. I am so, so thankful for you and your support for listening, cheering me on, and being there to learn and grow with me. I'm wishing you the best year ahead, and I hope you have scheduled in some time for relaxation. It's important to me. I'm sure it's important for you too. I'll be back in January for season two of the Marketing to Millions podcast with some brand new episodes that I cannot wait to share with you. Chat soon. Hey there, what did you think of that episode? If you enjoyed it, here are a few free ways to help support the show. First, you can hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode or any bonus episodes that I create for timely advice. Secondly, if you screenshot the episode you're listening to and tag me on Instagram at lizbor underscore com, you'll be entered to win a special prize. And the prizes are really good. And lastly, reviews are one of the best ways to provide social proof to others that this show is worth a listen. Plus, it gives me an idea of the content that is most helpful to you. Feel free to include your podcast or Instagram name. I'll give you a shout out during a future episode for more exposure to you and your brand. A huge, huge thank you in advance.